Are you at a crossroads in your career? Ready for a change, but you're not sure how to get there? Don't worry, we are about to produce your best life together. Welcome to the Second Act Success Podcast. I am your host, Shannon Russell. I am a former television producer turned boy mom. I left my dream job to find family balance, and in doing so, I produced my dream life. Now I am a business owner, podcaster, and career coach. My mission is to help other women like you find what they are truly meant to be doing. If you are ready to start over in your career or pivot to a new purpose, then get ready to be inspired by stories of women who have done just that. We will share advice and actionable tips to motivate you as you move along on your path. It is time to shine, so let's start producing your balanced life of abundance today. This is Second Act Success. All right, we are talking all about fulfillment today on the podcast. I have my good friend, Bernie Borges, host of the Midlife Fulfilled podcast here. Bernie and I have known each other for a while now through the podcasting world, and I just love his story. He has changed careers, dabbled in voice acting, led teams in content marketing, and he is an incredible podcaster and advocate for not settling in midlife. It's time to introduce you to Bernie Borges. All right, I'm here with Bernie Borges from the Midlife Fulfilled podcast. Hi, Bernie. How are you? Hi, Shannon. Doing great. Doing better now that I'm here with you. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. It was really great to be on your podcast not too long ago, and I'm excited to have you here and tell us about your career path and the journey that you've been on. So why don't you tell us where it all began? So it all began long, long ago with a marketing (laughs) degree. And at the time, Shannon, I was already working full-time when I finished my degree, and I was in technology sales. So I stayed in sales, even though I completed my degree in marketing. And I had this this vision of going to work for Procter & Gamble as a product manager for like a toothpaste or something, whatever. I I don't know. But I stayed in sales for like 10 years because I actually enjoyed it. And I was living in Silicon Valley, California at the time. I was with a software company. And then they invited me into a marketing role. I guess they liked some of the ideas that I was recommending. And they actually said, well, why don't you come and join us on the marketing side? And that was kind of the beginning of of my marketing career. I really pivoted into marketing roles that I just stayed with for the next several decades or eventually running marketing for another software company, eventually starting my own digital marketing agency that I ran for 15 years. And then I did the unthinkable, and that is a little over a year ago, I actually took a job as in like a (laughs) (laughs) J-O-B. But it was, you know, it's all about timing. It's all about the changes we go through, and I'm sure we're going to talk more about that. You know, we go through so many changes in life and seasons and circumstances, and it was just the right circumstance and the right timing for me to actually accept a job in, in a company versus what I had been doing for more than 15 years previous to that in my own agency. Let's go back to the beginning. So you graduate with a marketing degree, but you're in sales. So talk to me about kind of your day-to-day in sales and what you may have liked or disliked about the sales roles that you had. I'll start with what I didn't like about the sales roles. And that is that too often sales leaders were all about KPIs and numbers beyond just sales numbers. How many calls did you make? How many meetings did you have? And while those KPIs can have some meaning, I get that. When sales leaders overmanage to that, 
it, it becomes so burdensome on them and on, on the salesperson. So that's what I didn't like. What I loved, 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 loved is just dealing with people and understanding at a deep level what their needs were. So in my 20s, this season of life, I was selling B2B technology solutions. So I just became aware that if you were a prospect of mine at a company, that if I'm going to sell something to you, it's got to be good for you. So I think becoming aware of that, in, in, you know, in my 20s has just stayed with me in everything that I do. And so when they came to you and said, hey, why don't you come over to the marketing side? Did you feel like, okay, great, this is what I'm working towards? Or was it something that you were unsure about at the time? No, it was something that I was uh, really thinking about. I was thinking about the fact that I had a marketing degree and I, and I enjoyed sort of the science of marketing. When the invitation came, it was very welcoming. I didn't hesitate to accept it. The position was called Director of Field Marketing. Today, that role would be called Director of Sales Enablement. The marketing team comprised of a bunch of former P&G people. Now, P&G is a B2C company, consumer products. Our sales team was selling software to companies that's business to business. Right. So there was a big disconnect and that's what they recognized. So they invited me into this role of being this bridge between their marketing brilliance, which was consumer centric to the need of our sales team, which was business to business centric. And for me to be sort of the translator and sort of the conduit to influence marketing programs that can help the sales team be more effective. You knew sales, you knew marketing, and now you're blending the two. So how was that position for you? This is my first marketing role. They were leveraging the fact that I'd come from the sales team. I had relationships within the sales team. I had relationships in the marketing team as well. So, you know, I kind of got to know them and I became the spokesperson for the sales team, voicing our ideas to identify specific promotional campaigns that were needed to help them create more awareness for the brand, create more demand for the brand, and then collaborating with the marketing team to, uh, to get them done. I was only in that role for a few years, but then I took some other marketing roles. I eventually sort of capped out, if you will, as VP of marketing for another software company. By that time, I had left California, had relocated to Florida, the Tampa area, and so I'm heading up marketing for a software company in the ERP space. ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning. And that's when I was introduced to the internet and I fell in love with the internet. And kind of fast forward, I just decided, well, you know, there's this huge demand for website development. So I started my own agency to do website design and development. I pivoted to SEO because in the nine months where I developed maybe three websites, I don't remember exactly how many, each client was mostly interested in being discovered in the search engines. And they just assumed that because you were building a website for them, that it would just happen automatically or, or I like to say right. automagically. And I realized that SEO in and of itself is a thing. It's a discipline. And so I just pivoted and I stopped doing website design and development and focused on SEO and that eventually even led me to content marketing because you can't you can't do effective SEO without having good content. So I really kind of found my groove in content marketing. And that's really where I've been the last, say, 20 years now. And so tell us about the company. The agency was called Find and Convert. 
and I merged it with three others and we co-founded a company called Vengresso. I decided after four years to separate. I just didn't like what I was doing. You know, we created a company and I had a job in the company and I didn't like my job. Would get up in the morning and just, I didn't like what I was going to be doing all day. It wasn't marketing, by the way. It was, it was a different role. And that's when things just came together with i the SVP of marketing that I report into an i someone who had attended one of the content marketing module sessions that I taught at the University of South Florida digital marketing certification program. He was in attendance there because that program is for working professionals. And so he had attended and we just struck up a conversation. We struck up a relationship and we were talking for more than a year. And so the, the timing just kind of came together in 2021 where he was able to get the budget approval to create the role of vice president of global content marketing. And, and I came on board June, 2021. So that is a huge leap, a huge pivot and transition because you own a company, you're running a company, you're not as happy. And so this opportunity comes up to be a VP at another company. What were your hesitations of going from running your own business to going to work for someone else? So really the only hesitation that I had, Shannon, is what has come true. And that is that I'm not in total control and I can't move at the same pace, which is a fast pace that I'm accustomed to moving and that I like to move in. The good thing is, you know, we're getting stuff done and, you know, they're pleased with, with how things are going in, in the role that I'm, I'm leading up. Hey, it's Shannon. If you are enjoying this podcast, then you will love my weekly newsletter. It's full of career advice, productivity tips, and of course, inspiring stories of women who have launched a new career that they love. Just go to secondactsuccess.co to sign up. Plus, you'll get the My Success Vision Board to help you with your 2023 planning as well. Now it's back to the episode. Let's talk about the podcasting aspect of it, because I feel like you can be in control with your podcast. Yeah. So the first one was nine years ago. A buddy of mine and I just launched a podcast and for 49 episodes, we just kind of bantered back and forth around digital marketing topics. We had no strategy. It was really totally flying by the seat of our pants. It was a good time. But the lesson learned was like, okay, this podcasting thing that was, it was early on, it was nine years ago. This podcasting thing is interesting, but you know, next time, if there is a next time, let's be more intentional. Well, there was a next time and that was the Modern Marketing Engine podcast. And by that time I was, you know, I was in my own agency and the intention was, Okay, I'm going to talk about modern marketing strategies. I'm going to interview people who are doing modern marketing strategies within their business. I'm going to interview what they're doing, how it's going, what the results are, what are the challenges, et cetera, et cetera. And that was a 300 episode journey for me. Then I didn't have a podcast and that was kind of a void in my life. And I joined i and I have the good fortune of hosting the podcast, the Digitally Irresistible podcast at i mm -hmm. but it's not my podcast. So I decided I was going to do another podcast and it took me a little while, Shannon, to kind of figure out what's what it's going to be about. I really had to put a little thought into it. And then I couldn't get the thought of midlife out of my head, you know, very much into the midlife season, I have been for quite a while. And I started doing some research and the research showed me that most podcasts about midlife were hosted by women for women on topics that 
I have no authority to discuss like menopause, for example. And, mm -hmm. and so I didn't find any podcasts that were focused on fulfillment. And so I just decided to just niche down on that because everybody, regardless of age, we all want fulfillment. And what I realized mm -hmm. was that fulfillment comes in all types of, of areas in our life, right? You can be super fulfilled in one area of your life and not so fulfilled in another area of your life. I did a survey and I discovered that 78% of the people that responded to my survey were less than totally fulfilled. 19% said that they were totally fulfilled. And that led wow. me to the 80-20 principle because that's pretty close to 80-20. Yeah. And so I did some research on the 80-20 principle and I just concluded that, you know, if we're 80% fulfilled, we're doing okay. Like that's, like that's okay, you know? And so I feature people like you, like me, people who are in a midlife season, which I loosely define as people over the age of 35 and just invite them to share a, a story around some season of their life before fulfillment. I call that BF and some season and the season of their life that's after fulfillment. I call that AF. So my thing is, you know, tell me your BF to AF story, right? Mm -hmm. And so you shared your story about how you were this, you know, amazing, successful executive producer and you loved it at the time, but then things changed when you started to have a family and your priorities changed and you realized that you just couldn't do that grind the way you used to, you know? So you had your BF to AF journey that you shared on my podcast. And mm -hmm. I have to tell you, the stories people are sharing like yours and so many others are inspiring, they're touching, they're heartwarming, sometimes they're emotional. And so- I'm getting a ton of fulfillment by hosting this podcast. Oh, that's so great to hear. You're not alone in any self-doubt you might be having about your own fulfillment, and you're getting to spread these stories with others. I'm blown away by the response that I'm getting. I'm blown away by how people are very willing to come on and share a story so it's exceeding my expectations. Now, as you know, as a podcaster, we want to reach as many people as possible. I'm just getting started. You know, like that's my attitude about it. Absolutely. And there's so many stories and each story can influence a listener who is listening. So I think it's so important what you're doing to really have people realize, okay, if I'm not fulfilled, then what can I do? And by listening to other people's stories, they're being inspired to maybe pick up a new hobby or start something new or just kind of look at themselves to see how can I get closer to 80 than to 20? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I do, I have an aspiration. I haven't put a timeline on this yet, but I have this goal of putting on events, educational mm. events, both in person now that we're post-COVID, I think, I hope, knock on wood. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> in person and, and, and virtual as well. Because uh, I think, you know, events can be a great way for people to come together around related topics, you know, of fulfillment in midlife and and learn and grow and build relationships and i just think that it can be it can be a way to build a business around it and it can also be a way to impact a lot of people which is mm -hmm. also very very important to me absolutely and i think it's interesting that as podcasters 
Podcasting can be a lonely profession because it's us and our microphone, unless we're lucky enough to have a conversation like you and I are. But when you're a listener, you're listening alone. So to hear these stories, you really are having a bigger impact than you'll ever know, Bernie, on on the people that are listening to your show. And I'm a huge fan of your show and I get so much inspiration. So I really recommend to any of my listeners to go check out the Midlife Fulfilled podcast. It's really great inspirational stuff. And I, I can't help but be hit by the idea that you started in sales, you ended up in marketing, and you're having to use both of those sets of skills in your podcasting journey as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I often uh, invite someone onto the podcast. Now, in your case, we were introduced, mm-hmm. but there's other people that I will, I will spend time building and nurturing a relationship with them, you know, and I will be patient before I reach out to them. And that's certainly lessons that I've learned over the decades, just life experiences. I want to bring up another topic that we have yet to discuss, which is your voiceover work. So (laughs) Bernie is also a voiceover artist. So tell us about how that kind of came to fruition. And then let's bring that back to podcasting because it's kind of in the same space. Yeah. I'm not a practicing voiceover actor. I've always wanted to be an actor because I did. I always wanted to be an actor. I just never pursued it. And when COVID hit and, you know, we're all locked down and I started doing research and I realized that, you know, there's courses out there, there's coaching you can get, there's, there's websites you can sign up with and pay a membership fee and then get access to, you know, jobs where you can audition I did pay to get some coaching and the coaching was very helpful, very, very helpful and signed up for some websites. And I ended up getting about 40 or so voiceover jobs. And, you know, we're talking small jobs. They're like 30 second, 60 second explainer videos. There's just one person who who brought me in about 15 times to narrate her children's books that were on... um, on a YouTube channel. So out of the 40, uh, about 15 of them were short children's stories. Something that I enjoy doing, It kind of, it's kind of a creative outlet for me, but the podcast is also a pretty creative outlet. But anyway, the skills that I learned from the training that I went through in voiceover has helped me as a podcaster. And all I can say is that everything we do, there's a reason for it. Like all these skills that we pick up throughout life, they're like cumulative, you know, they're like mm-hmm. building blocks. Yeah. I didn't go into the voice acting lessons and aspiration thinking I'd become a better podcaster as a result of it, but that's mm-hmm. what happened. How cool is that? And it's funny. I'll tell a funny story. Bernie and I decided to do promo swaps for each other's podcasts a couple of months ago. And as soon as he sent me his promo to air in my episode, I said, Bernie, you should do voiceover acting because you really have that voice. I could just see you doing trailers for Hollywood and really utilizing your voice in a bigger capacity. So maybe that'll be another act down the road for you, but I think you should continue to pursue it when you have the time outside of everything else you're doing, because I think you are phenomenal at it and you really have a gift with your voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will say, Shannon, it is a very saturated, very crowded Mm -hmm. market, extremely crowded. So that that's discouraging because the odds are really low because if you don't submit an audition to a job that you get online within like the first five to 10 minutes, you don't, you don't even stand a shot. I like that you 
always wanted to be an actor and that you were able to fulfill it in some way through your voice acting. It's always good to look back at what I wanted to do when I was younger. Was I able to fulfill it? I have a guest that was on the podcast recently who is very successful in what she does, but she has this aspiration in the back of her head about being a teacher. And she's like, I don't know if I'll ever go back to school for teaching, but maybe I'll volunteer. Maybe I'll work with kids in some capacity. And I think it's interesting as we move into the different seasons of life and know that we can still fulfill those goals, those childhood dreams of ours in different ways. It doesn't have to be exactly how we used to see them, but it's all possible in one way or another, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the episodes that I published recently, Robert Rose is my guest and he he makes the comment, he says, you know... Early in life, say yes to anything that comes your way that feels good as long as it's not crazy. Just say yes Mm -hmm. to it. And then eventually when you find your thing, when you find your thing, then say no to everything unless it's a hell yes. Uh, That's great advice. That really resonated with me. You know, like, okay, so, so voice acting, I'd like to do it. But at this point, I'm going to say no, because I know what my hell yes is. Mm. And I've only got so much time. (laughs) (laughs) And if this podcast and you've got other dreams to speak and do events and all of that, then you are on the right path that's making you say hell yes. And and on top of that, podcasting is a full-time job. It takes a lot of time and effort. And you're also working full-time. So you've got a lot, plus your family. Your plate is full for now. And I'm excited just to see where you continue to grow all of this. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I will keep you posted. I hope you'll be watching (laughs) as I'm watching you. Yes. All right. It's time for our five fast cues of the week. Here we go. Name one thing that these different chapters in your life have taught you. Well, actually, I just mentioned it. And that is that as we go through these different chapters or seasons, we learn things, we acquire skills, that kind of thing. And, and it's just all cumulative. And, and to never look at something as a waste. There's something, there's a lesson there some, somewhere. There's a lesson there and it's all cumulative. So I've just learned that, you know, just understand the cumulative value of everything that you've learned. Would you recommend taking a leap into a big life change to your best friend? Well, only under certain conditions. The conditions would be, first of all, that it's just not high risk and a dumb risk, a bad risk. It would have to be circumstances, timing, uh, doing some due diligence, you know, doing some homework, having a passion as well as a talent for this leap, right? You know, I, I wouldn't recommend someone doing a leap into something where they just didn't have the talent. Yeah, that would be kind of a dumb thing to do. So that's what I mean by conditions. Like it doesn't have to be perfect because it almost never is, but at least do some due diligence on, are these things lining up? Does it align with your current values and your current family situation, your current financial situation? So as long as there's reasonable alignment with the big pillars in your life, then okay, do it, go for it. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is trying to start their second act? This is an interesting one because I didn't always feel this way, but I do feel this way now, Shannon, and that is to really follow your talent before you think about following your passion. Because, you know, back to acting, I mean, I've always had a passion for acting, but if I didn't have the talent or it just wasn't the right thing or or the right timing, then it's just, it's not 
not a smart thing to do. So for a second act, follow your talent. You know, maybe you spent years doing something that you didn't thoroughly enjoy, but you've got a talent over here that you've really never pursued vocationally, then follow your talent and see if you can turn that into a second act. Bernie, no one has said follow your talent on my show yet. So I I think that's very interesting because so much I think we think practicality, but talent is something that is more creative maybe. And like you said, it could be something off to the side that you may have never given enough attention to. Really excellent advice. What does the next act look like for you? I'm not quite sure, but I mean, I'll share with you some of the goals and aspirations. I think I actually did already. I'd love to put on events for people to come and attend. Uh, I'd love for them to become members of programs where they are actually, they're, they're growing, they're finding fulfillment, you know, they're uh, communing with each other. And I'd love to be recognized as the person who really followed their passion, their hopefully talent, if you will, if you can mm-hmm. recognize it that way, to make that a reality, right? And whether that becomes something big or not big, you know, who knows? I, I don't know. I'm not going to make any predictions, but, you know, I think that that's a reasonable second, maybe third, fourth act, you know, depending on how you look at it for me in my career. Absolutely. <laughs> so where can our audience connect with you? So if you Google my name, Bernie Borges, B-O-R-G-E-S, you'll find lots of stuff on me because I've been online for a long time. But I would certainly recommend just go to the website, midlifefulfilled.com. The podcast section is midlifefulfilled.com slash podcast. It's all right there. There's an about section there. Uh, I'd love for anybody to just join join the movement, if you will. And if you, hey, if you have a BF to AF story you want to share on my podcast, get in touch. There's a get in touch page there where I make it real easy for you to get in touch with me. Bernie, this has been so lovely. Thank you for sharing your incredible journey. I love being a friend and someone who is watching you and along for the ride. And I will continue to do so. And I encourage everyone to check out the Midlife Fulfilled podcast. And I just thank you so much, Bernie. Back at you, Shannon. And thank you for not just having me, but for doing the Second Act Success podcast. I think what you're doing is fantastic. I love it myself. So I'm going to continue to follow you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Bernie, for all of those words of wisdom. I will link to all of the ways that you can connect with Bernie in the show notes for this episode. And don't forget to check out the Midlife Fulfilled podcast. You will not regret it. If there is something that you would like to hear on an upcoming episode of the show, a career question you'd like me to answer, a win that you'd like us to celebrate, please leave me a voice message on my SpeakPipe. It's speakpipe.com forward slash second act success. I'm Shannon Russell thanking you for hanging out with me today. I'll chat with you next time. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found some gems of inspiration and some takeaways to help you on your path to second act success. To view show notes from this episode, visit secondactsuccess.co. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Reviews only take a few moments and they really do mean so much. Thank you again for listening. I'm Shannon Russell and this is Second Act Success.